Well, good morning, Saints. Um, this is day six of the of the lockdown, and I trust you're all doing well, keeping safe, following all the tips. Not only the tips, the instructions um, that that's just full of wisdom and and that is correct. And uh, I'm sure you've been watching and following on social media and uh, seeing everything that is that is happening. And once again, let me just um, encourage you not to get um, too afraid and too fearful of all the end of the world posts that are going around. And um, I think I have said, um, good morning Astrid, good to have you and Ken. But I think I have said, you know, that the mark of the beast is not the vaccine, it's not anything um, that is coming up now. So so please be, be at peace about those kind of things. And as I've mentioned, sure there's wicked people, greedy people that are trying to control the world, but that's been happening ever since the beginning of time. If you just read through the Bible, you will see it started with the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, uh, you know, um, Alexander the Great, everybody tried to get into world domination. So sure, there's stuff there. But, but one thing we know for certain, through all the prophecies of the Bible, um, the Bible tells us that Jesus will um, have all the kingdoms of the earth. That's his portion. Psalm 2 tells us that the heathen and all the nations are his inheritance. You know, the devil tried to get him to shortcut. Good morning, Angie. The devil tried to get him to shortcut um, the cross and offered him the kingdoms of the world uh, if he would bow down and worship because he knew that Jesus was going to get the kingdoms of this world. So of the increase of his government peace, there'll be no end. So yeah, we're going through these things and, um, you know, so we, we just go through them knowing that uh, at the end, Jesus wins. So he will have this world. And uh, so um, it's, it's really great. It's really powerful. And um, so glad that you're joining us. Thank you, Kerry. Um, I'm not going to greet everybody, but as you're coming online, I'm watching you and seeing you. And uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. All right. So this morning, what I wanted to do was for us to take communion together as a church, as believers. Um, what a great time. You know, I think I mentioned it. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul was on house arrest for, for uh, quite a long time. Um, Noah was in the ark for a year. Um, it might have been two years that Paul was, was on a house arrest. So, you know, let's use this time. Let's optimize this time. I, I want to tell you that, um, uh, you know, I prefer to be out and about and doing the ministry. But uh, these 21 days is coming a good time for me to rest and to catch up on my study time. So this morning I want to talk about the power of remembrance. And I don't know if you remember, it was quite a few years ago. There was a song on the hit parade. It was a, one of the top songs, Don't Forget to Remember When. And uh, so this morning, I want to just talk about the power of remembrance as we come to the communion, as we come to the Lord's table. And uh, hey, Joy, thank you for joining us. Bless you. So I just want to read a couple of verses from Second Peter, and then we're going to go into a short teaching. And um, then what we're going to do is we're going to take communion together. So Second Peter chapter 1. And I want to read from verses 5 to 8. I'm reading the King James translation. And it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. And, uh, you know, it's great to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's wonderful. Everything that he did for us on the cross, it's absolutely magnificent. But, but uh, Peter tells us that we need to be adding to our faith. Adding to our faith. We add to our faith virtue, to virtue knowledge to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. 
He says, for if you possess these things, or if these things be in you, and they abound, the NIV says, in increasing measure, they make that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's really powerful. So, so we don't want to be unfruitful. We want to be fruitful. We want to be productive. We want to give birth to the things that are godly and that are right. So we want to add to them. And, uh, um, and, and Paul t- Peter tells us that the way that we do this is adding to our faith. But now, here it comes. He says, but he that lacketh these things. In other words, if we haven't added to our faith virtue, if we haven't added to our faith knowledge and to knowledge temperance, etc. He says, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. I like what the NIV says. The NIV puts it like this. He says, you are nearsighted and blind. Why? He says, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. And, and there's something about our human nature is that we can forget. And um, forgetting is, is just a part of our maker. And so communion there is a powerful time for us to get together and to remember, to remember, to remind ourselves. And so Peter says this, he that lacketh these things, all the virtues that come after believing in Jesus, is blind and cannot see afar off. Why? Because he hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Isn't it amazing that we can forget? Um, There's something about our memories that are prone to remember things that we've done in the past, old sins, things of the past. And of course, we have an enemy of our soul who would like to remind us. That's why he's called the accuser. That's why he's called the tempter. And, uh, you know, he resists us and stands against us. And, and so he loves to remind us of our old sins. And of course, our own, our own minds do. So we were purged from our old sins. We were purged. And not only the old ones, the new ones. Every time we ask the Lord to forgive us, he forgives us. And the Bible tells us, and he forgets, you know, he, he forgives us of all our sins and iniquities and he remembers them no more. Now, there's certain things that we must not remember, obviously. But one of the things that we must remember is we need to remember the death, the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It's powerful to remember. So let's not be of those that forget to remember. So I want to go to our passage now. And uh, read it. So 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, it says, Paul says, for I received from the Lord. Now, this is really interesting because remember, uh, Paul did not spend time with the Lord Jesus when he was alive on earth. Um, probably knew of him at a distance, but he persecuted the way. So these were visitations. These were encounters that the apostle Paul had with Jesus. So he received it firsthand from the Lord himself. He says, what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And here I have a biscuit, and I'm hoping that you have something there with you, bread or whatever. And the Bible says he took the bread, and and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And so when he thanked the Lord, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Now here it comes, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup, and I've got some juice here some wine and he says this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me so he says verse 26 whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes 
And so this is something that we're going to do until the Lord Jesus Christ appears, comes again. And he says, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So just quite simply, eating and drinking it in a, in a worthy manner is eating and drinking it, believing in what Jesus did for us on the cross, that he died for us, that he was buried, that he rose again, and that his blood was shed, his life given for the forgiveness of our sins and for our healings, our healing. So whenever we take it with that in mind, with faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, we partake of it in a worthy manner. And so Paul tells us in the book of Hebrews that some who rejected the cross were crucifying him all over again. But we're not rejecting the work, we're accepting the work. So everyone ought to examine themselves before you eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Now, I've just got to just share this with you. Greetings all of those who are just tuning in. I just want to share with you, it's so powerful that um, when, we, when we have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we pass from, pass from death to life. We come out of judgment and we come into favor and acceptance and into the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the cross stands, the cross stands as the great divide. On this side, before we accept Jesus, we remain in our wrath, under wrath. We remain in our sins. We remain under judgment. But when we've accepted the work of Jesus on the cross, we come to this side and there is no more um, judgment, no more punishment, no there is no more wrath for us. Um, and that's the positive side. And therefore, the cross, according to 2 Corinthians 5, it becomes the judgment seat of Christ. And every man needs to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. In other words, what, what have we done concerning the cross? And we, you watching, we have believed in the finished work of Jesus. So we've passed from death and we've passed into life. We've passed out of condemnation and we've passed into forgiveness and to freedom and so that's really really powerful that I means that's a blessing so the judgment seat of christ so paul is telling us that if we um, don't approach the communion with faith and if we don't eat and drink in that worthy manner believing what jesus did he says we we eat and drink judgment on ourselves because we're simply not believing but but if we are believing and then taking the communion we pass um, into life and Paul says this in verse 30, that is why many among you who are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep or died prematurely, the NIV says. But when we are discerning or more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such uh, judgment. So we're not under that judgment. So that's really, really powerful. So we examine ourselves. So this morning we're examining ourselves as we come to eat and drink. So remember what I spoke about. I said in the beginning in 2 Peter chapter 1 in verse 9, if we're not growing, if we're not moving on with the Lord, it's because we are blind, cannot see afar off, and have forgotten that we were purged from our old sins. And so there's a powerful part of communion is in remembering, reminding ourselves. So Jesus said, Whenever we take this bread, whenever we take this cup, we do it in remembrance of him. So this remembrance, what does the word remembrance mean? It's the act of reminding, but it's, it's just a little bit more powerful than reminding. It's more like meditation. So this morning, day six of lockdown, we're coming to the communion. And I just want to remind you, let's meditate. Let's mull over good English. 
English word, recollect and review. As we come to the cross, let's recollect and review that he was made to be sin for us, that we, were made, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. He drank the last drop of the wrath of God that was due to be on us, um, standing um, in our sins without accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the Passover lamb. He was the lamb that came to take away the sin of the world. Um, and it was, he was the one that Jeremiah prophesied and Ezekiel that the days were coming then where God would make a new covenant, where they would be written on our hearts and our mind and where our sin and unrighteousness he would remember no longer. That by his stripes we were healed, that he took our punishment, Isaiah 53. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was crushed. He was uh, despised. He was um, stripes were laid on him for our healing. So there's so many verses that we can go into. I mean, the whole of the Old Testament, you know, um, uh, uh, foretells and foreshadows it. So we need to remind ourselves. So what a day to remind ourselves that, um, you know, that Jesus died for us on the cross, that he paid the price for us. So it's an act of reminding and meditation. And of course, Psalm 8 tells us this, and it's quoted over again, I think in Hebrews chapter 2. What is man? that you are mindful of him. In other words, that your mind is full of something. So that's so powerful. It, the reason why Jesus came to die for us is because God's mind is full of thoughts for us. We have his attention. We're never out of his mind. Um, his mind is full of thoughts for us. In other words, his attention, um, his thoughts are on us. And so Psalm 8, so powerful. What is man that you are mindful of? So when Jesus said, take this cup, take this bread, do it in remembrance of me. He is basically saying more than meditating, more than mulling over, more than reviewing, more than recollecting and reviewing what Jesus did for us on the cross. It should be something that our mind is full of. Uh, it's really interesting. I, I just read a little bit further and I don't want to make this too much of a a study but I mean this is really good we're into about 15 minutes now but um, you can go through Psalm 77 in fact you can read it um, Psalm 77 Psalm 78 God um, remonstrates he, he he's rebuking in a sense the children of Israel through the Psalms um, concerning the fact that they did not remember they forgot and, and if you read it over and over again, incident by incident, God reminds them, you forgot my power, you forgot my deliverance, you forgot my provision. <clears throat> and then when you were in difficulty because you forgot me, then you cried out to me, then you remembered, and then I brought about deliverance, then I brought about provision, then I brought about um, um, healing for you. Because when you remembered, when you remembered, when you reminded yourself and and so, you know, um, forgetting is the human condition. That's why even Peter says, um, the stuff that I'm writing to you in one scripture, he says, I'm writing to you by way of remembrance, to, to remind you, to put you in, in remembrance of it. And so Psalm 77, 11 and 12 says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago, and I will consider all your works and meditate <laughs> on all your mighty deeds. So, ah, what a morning this morning where we can take some bread and we can meditate on the effects and the power of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That all my sins, past and present and future, have been forgiven me. Not only retrospectively into the past, 
not only now in the present, but prospectively right across into the future. All of my sins have forgiven me. And John tells us in 1 John chapter 1, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. But actually more importantly, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ on an ongoing basis is cleansing us from all unrighteousness. So I will remember the psalmist says the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the cross. That's why so many of the old hymns are so focused on the cross, on a green hill far away. I will cling to the old rugged cross and many, many, many others. It's where the price was paid. That's why I love the crucifix and um, you know, there's the Catholics wear it because it's such a a visible reminder of what Jesus Christ did for us, dying for us on the cross. And the Israelites forgot. You can go over it in Psalm 77, 78, Psalm 106. In fact, in Psalm 78 verse 42, this is what it says. The psalmist says, they did not remember his power the day he redeemed them from the oppressor. But praise God, we are remembering. And in this day six of the lockdown, we're remembering with Jesus Christ. And of course, Easter Friday is just around the corner. Easter Friday, 9 a.m., I'll just share a short Easter message with you. And we can take communion again. What a day. We can't take it enough. So um, they did not remember his power. They forgot to remember his power and, and his deliverance from their oppressor. And that psalm is full of it as well. Of, of the need to remember. Just very quickly, Numbers chapter 10, verse 10, and there's many other places where you can go and have a look at this. Um, God says this, also at your times of rejoicing. Now it's part of their festival, festivals and their celebrations. He says, your appointed festivals and new moon feasts, you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings. Wasn't the only time they were to sound the trumpet. They would sound the trumpet going into battle. They would sound the trumpet of victory. There was signals given through the sounding of the trumpet, but also they were to sound the trumpet um, over their appointed festivals and new men feasts. He says, you to sound the trumpet over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Now, this is really important. Um, you to sound the, the trumpet over your burnt offerings and your fellowship offerings. Your burnt offering was the most common sacrifice, most common offering in the whole of the Bible. It was basically more or less a free will offering. It was the offering that even Noah himself gave. Um, it seems like that was the one around the time of Adam and Eve, the one that Abel offered. And um, so it was around, but God brought it in, gave it a bit of new definition and prescription and included it in, in the Levitical sacrifices that, that the people of Israel to bring. But it was more or less a free will. But the burnt offering was, was um, uh, to ask for forgiveness for sin in general. And it wasn't like the specifics of guilt offerings and things like this. But it was just sin in general and to, um, to gain the favor of God. And so, of course, every single sacrifice in the Bible, every single offering, you know, shows us an aspect of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And, and so this was one aspect, just the, the general forgiveness of sins. And of course, that's covered under the whole Passover sacrifice as well, and the, by the Passover the lamb, and, and speaks of, of our salvation. And then the um, peace offering or the fellowship offering, the, it's called fellowship offering or peace offering as well, which was to be brought. It was the only offering that was not only to God, but that the priests would share a portion um, you know, the high priest would get the thigh, the, the, the shoulder, 
um, the priest who did the offering would get the thigh, <clears throat> the fat and the liver and stuff would go to God. But then the rest of the animal was eaten by the Israelites. And so that's why it's called a fellowship offering, because between people and priest and God, there was now a communal or communion meal. How awesome is that? I mean, <laughs> that's really powerful. And so he says you to sound the trumpet over the, the burnt offering uh, where we um, find forgiveness for our sin and favor with God. And then the fellowship or peace offering because now there's peace between God and I because I'm at enmity with God. God isn't at enmity with me, but I'm at enmity with God. And so it releases the enmity and I can come into a peaceful fellowship, a common union, a communion with God. So... Um, the, the, Moses continues and he says that these with the sounding of the trumpet will be a memorial for you before God I am the Lord your God so there it is again it's a memorial before God so we remember that um, you know when we come to the the burnt offering of the Israelite but remember with the burnt offering the peace or the fellowship offering it's a memorial it's something to remember what were today to remember they were to remember the provision of the sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, for the finding of favor, and coming into fellowship with God. And that was to be a memorial every time they took it. And that's why it would be with rejoicing and the sounding of the trumpet. Now, I just need to proceed a little bit further where time is getting on and I don't want to keep you too long and use up all of your data. And here it is. Um, it's a twofold thing. You know, the fact that it's a memorial. It says that about in Acts chapter 10 with the household of Cornelius or with Cornelius um, when the angel came and delivered a message from God and he said your gifts to the poor and your prayers have come up as a memorial before God in other words it's something that God is remembering so here it is so um, uh, Cornelius Cornelius was uh, giving gifts to the poor and he was pr praying because he remembered God and he remembered the instructions of God. He remembered the principles of God. And so in doing the right things, he was in, in memory, he was reminding himself of God and God's promises on, on the blessing of doing those things. And when they were given and it got to a point where God came and said, I want to pour out my spirit on the Gentile believers, he remembered Cornelius's prayers and giving. And so when he remembered, he visited the household of Cornelius and visited Cornelius. And you know the rest of the story in Acts chapter 10. It was the Gentile Pentecost where God poured out his spirit on the Gentiles too. And so, so powerful. So there's a dual remembering. There's a remembering on the behalf of the believer, putting himself in memory or in reminder uh, or remembrance of the principles of God. And then God remembers. So now I want to just proceed a little bit further and just remind us of a few things. God remembered Noah when he was waiting to be released from the ark. Now God had made a promise and uh, you know Noah had fulfilled his side and built the ark and got the animals in and, and, and you know he was there for about a year and it says and God remembered Noah and his promise to Noah. It says that about Abraham. Abraham had prayed for Lot. Abraham had seen the smoke of Sodom and Gomorrah and reminded God about his nephew. And so God remembered um, um, Abraham and Abraham's prayers. God remembered that Rachel had prayed for a child. And so she must have been reminding God about that for God to remember. God remembered his covenant with Abraham when he heard the groanings of Israel in Egypt. 
God remembered his promise because they were crying out to God. God remembered Hannah's prayer and gave her a child. So I don't want to labor the point, but I, I just want to say when we come to the communion and we remember what Jesus did on the cross, there's a very real sense in which our memories put God in, in memory and put God into remembrance of his promises for us and all that he has spoken. And we know that uh, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians that every promise in God is yes and amen in Christ. And so it's because of the blood of his sacrifice, it's because he gave up his body as a sacrifice, as the paschal, pure, spotless lamb of God. And so God remembers. Now I want to just take you back to a very powerful um, passage of scripture. It's really, really interesting. If you read Malachi chapter 3, um, God again was, um, you know, disciplining the people of Israel, reminding them and speaking to them and, and telling them how they had forgotten him as God. And one of the ways in which they'd forgotten him was through tithes and offerings. Now read, the, read chapter 3. It's very powerful. In fact, read the whole book of Malachi. There's only a few chapters. I think four chapters. It's really powerful. And um, in Malachi, he reminds them that they were robbing him in their tithes and offerings. And, and so he, he goes back to them. He's telling them, you've forgotten me. You've forgotten, uh, you know, you've, you've forgotten me as your God. And secondly, you're robbing me. And the third area that he speaks about is that uh, one of the things that they talk about is the fact that God has forgotten them. Um, if you go down a little bit further after the tithes and the offerings pass, verse 10, and you will see that, you know, that they're speaking evilly about God and misrepresenting his character. I mean, there are some, and there's a group of believers who are reminding themselves, A, of his word, B, of the word of the prophets, you know, Haggai, and, and others, uh, um, Zechariah, also prophesying around that time of the rebuilding of the temple and, you know, and reminding them that God had not forgotten them and reminding them of all the promises of God with their associated responsibilities. And, and it's interesting, God always takes note of those that forget and those that grumble, but God takes positive, God takes note positively of those who remember. Now, this is such a powerful, powerful passage of scripture Malachi 3:16 Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and they talked with each other about the things of God they talked positive things they talked the promises of God they talked the blessing of God they reminded themselves of the faithfulness of the character of God they were reminding themselves of all of these things and it says and the Lord listened and heard he listened and heard I mean that's so awesome so those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. And a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. And honoring his name means also honoring his character. That God is powerful and he's faithful and he's true. He will never forget us, neither neglect us, never leave us. He will always be with us and he will always be in us. And, and so they spoke things concerning his character. Now, let me just slip this in here. We're in a coronavirus thing, day six lockdown. Man, there's so much negativity going around. Thank you for all those that said some humorous, not at the expense of those who are suffering, but funny clips and those who send positive clips. I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm so tired of end of the world conspiracies and things like that. Now I've read them ad nauseum. <laughs> I don't feel like reading them anymore. So, so thank you. Let's talk 
positive things. Let's talk godly things. Let's quote scripture. Let's talk to one another. Scriptural, biblical things. Those who feared the Lord amongst the people of Israel at that time, sure, things were not good, but they, they did not stop their tithes and offering. They did not forget God. They did not start misrepresenting the character and the nature of God. They held on to the revelation of the truths about God in his word. Now listen to this. So God writes a scroll, a book of remembrance, and it's written in his presence. So listen, when you misrepresent God, when you forget God, when you move away from God, and um, all of these things, um, things are not remembered, things are not written down. So, you know, just, in, you know, in the negative. But, but in the positive, in his presence. So we're out of his presence. But, but in his presence, man, 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 in his presence, God writes. So we then, when we remember and we remind ourselves of God, we're in his presence. So now let me just take this back to communion. When we get together and we remind ourselves of the body, the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're in his presence. Wow. Man, thank you, Jesus. How awesome is that? When we remind ourselves that his blood was shed, shed and that this cup is a new covenant, a new testament in his blood, that we're in his presence. And when we're in his presence at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. I'm, I'm taking too long. I'm, you can tell I'm really enjoying myself. You know, I'm, I'm missing you all and I'm really missing being together with you. But a scroll was written in his presence. Now, is there precedent for this in scripture? Yes, there is. Kings often used to do this. People that did things positively for the king and negatively, but more positively, things that um, that I think Mordecai is an example with the king then at that time. When things were done for the king that were honorable and, and worthy, it was written in their book of remembrance, in a scroll of remembrance. And often the king would then go back and read or he would get a scribe to go back and read. And he would be um, reading of, you know, these acts of valor, these acts of um, faithfulness and supportiveness that people would do for the king. And, and very often, the king would then um, go and search it out in Scripture to say, you know, what has been done for that purpose, for that person? And remember what happened with Mordecai. What has been done? Because he uncovered a plot. And so he was to be honored publicly. And, and Haman was the one then there to run in front of the chariot and, you know, shout the accolades of Mordecai. Man, this is so powerful. And so whenever we remember, whenever we remind ourselves, whenever we speak about Whenever we come to communion to stick with the subject, there's a book of remembrance written and God says, oh, you remembered. You remembered the covenant or the testament. You remembered my sacrifice. You remembered the benefits of the cross. And then God is put in remembrance and he remembers. He remembers. And so it comes up as a memorial before him. And uh, we are reminded of um, the sacrifice with the benefits of the Lord Jesus and what is so powerful, when it's a memorial, God does something about it. It's very interesting that when a memorial is um, um, instituted, you know, like the piling of the stones when they went through, very often of, through the Jordan, very often what happens is that, is that there's a rehearsal, there's a revisitation, there's a reminding with a, remor a memorial. And so when we revisit the cross, God revisits with us. A, we're in his presence. B, he invokes all the blessing of that memorial. So this morning, when we come to partake of communion, 
we remember that this was his body. And maybe if you have communion, you can get the bread ready now. So Paul says, when we put ourselves in remembrance, when we remind ourselves, when we approach the communion worthily, in other words, believing what the finished work of the cross is all about, what Jesus has done, we partake in a worthy manner. A worthy manner is in faith. You know, just like when you accepted Jesus, we recognize this is the body. This is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love what Prophet Kerbis always used to teach us. He said, it's not like, it's a little bit more than that. And it's a bit more than remembrance. This is the body. So we remind ourselves, this is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was broken for us. And we take it in remembrance of his broken body. So wouldn't you join me? Um, take the bread if you've got and uh, just get ready. Let's eat it together. And we remember that his body was broken. In other words, he gave his life. He gave his life for us. Good morning, Prophet William. Good to have you with us. And he gave his life for us. And, and so his, his blood was shed. His body was broken. In other words, he, he gave his life. He gave his life for us so that we can have his life. Life in abundance, life to the full, um, immortal life. And that's why also that by his stripes we are healed. We have been healed. We are healed. And this morning also I'm taking it for healing for myself and uh, for blessing and provision and protection and every other thing as well that is necessary for my life. It's all provided for in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's take this and remember. Remember, let's say it together. I remember this morning the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. This is his body broken for me. And I take it in remembrance. I put myself in remembrance. It's a memorial. Um, that I'm bringing up before God. That cross stands forever as a memorial of the victory of Christ over sin and sickness and death and defeat. And I eat this bread now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your body, Lord Jesus. And now I take the cup. This cup is the New Testament, the new covenant in His blood. And as we drink it, this do we in remembrance of him. And so Paul says when we approach the cross in faith that we can expect no weakness because that was obtained for us on the cross. No sickness because healing was obtained for us on the cross. And no premature death because life and life to the full, immortal, eternal life was obtained for us on the cross of the Lord Jesus. And so we remember all the benefits and so Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He's Jehovah, Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. So bless you. Let's take this cup together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So awesome to have you worth sharing communion. And I want to just encourage you in all your getting get, in all your remembering, remember. I've got a blackboard over here just to my left. What I might do a little bit later on is just um, show you a couple of things that I'm doing around the house, keeping busy. And uh, But the biggest thing, it's, it's a reminder to me of the things that I need to do. But the biggest thing in all our remembering, remember the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember his blood shed, his life given, the sacrifice made that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Um, I love what um, 
um, I think it was Spurgeon said, we stand before uh, Christ stood before God as we are, that we might stand before God as he is now. So we stand before him, the righteousness of God in Christ. I wanted to speak blessing over you. I speak health and healing and provision. I speak hope. I speak encouragement. I speak blessing to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak endurance and faithfulness um, before God. I speak fulfilled righteousness in every way, every provision over your life. I declare healing for your body, healing for your soul, healing for your mind in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God um, you know, preserve and present your spirit, soul and body blameless before him until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ continue with you. The love of God, our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit continue to be with you now and forevermore until Jesus appears again in the midst of the worshiping congregation and we are transformed and um, are manifested sons of God as all creation is waiting for. So love you. Can't wait for uh, to be together with you again. And so thank you so much. Thank you for all those that are giving and giving and giving. You, you guys have no idea. You bless me so much. And I'm so exceptionally proud of you. Um, there are times when I see the SMSs of the bank and your tithes, your offerings, and your sacrificial giving coming in. And it moves me to tears and blesses me um, so incredibly. Um, I'm so proud of you and, and love you all. Thank you for all of those that are posting things and, and encouraging one another, everything that you're doing. Um, so, so bless you. Bless you, Belinda. Really appreciate you guys. So be good. Love you all. Can't wait to get together, to have church together in the building at um, 29 DF Malone Road. So signing up. Bless you all. Stay well.